When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 307th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons went down 31-13 out here on the West Coast in Santa Clara, California. It was not a beautiful sight. We're going to title this episode, Football is Hard When You Can't Get a Yard. The Falcons got stuffed seven times uh, within one yard. When they needed one yard, they got stuffed to get the opening kickoff, can't score. Two times late in the fourth quarter, they're trying to get back in the game and and couldn't get it. So we're going to open up today here with their short yardage problems. Uh, It was uh, very important. It was very obvious. Coach even said, hey, that's a, uh, you know, obvious narrative. So that's where we went after the game with the Falcons and their 31 to 13 loss to the 49ers to drop to six and eight and hurt their playoff hopes. Here's Coach Smith. Probably a difference in the game. Uh, you know, we get the ball, open and kickoff, uh, you know, didn't punch it in. Thought you got in with Patterson, uh, credit to them. They stopped us. So I wanted to know, well, why, you know, you threw the ball. On, uh, after you got in with Patterson, you threw, tried to throw a play-action fast pass to Lee Smith. Then you ran it again, got stopped. And then um, fourth down, you go empty backfield on the one-yard line. So I wanted to know, hey, Coach, why not run power down on the goal line? We consider everything. Do you, have, we, we, you go in there and game plan. You're always looking for, for an advantage. What do you think of an advantage? Obviously, it comes down to execution, and the defense has a say as well. So, uh, you know, we'll continue to look at everything. Do you have, yeah, so the Falcons for this game, they were 1-7 when they only needed to get one yard. Here's more from Smith on why this was a problem all game. Well, it's a couple things. I mean, the one early on, you're in goal line offense, right? You try to punch it in, think you're in, you're not. So you come back, try to get them to, because there's, you know, play over aggressive, something we saw. Obviously, they, they did a nice job covering it. Same thing, the guy up front made a play, moved us back. And on third down, again, we didn't have time to progress the back side. That was kind of a, a couple of times we had guys wide open, and they got a really good uh, rush from them. So if you get the quarterback off the spot, it's hard to get to the second read. So that happened a few times. Uh, the one down there, you talk about the, the pitch. You know, when, those, when they don't work, it looks pretty not, not, uh, not great. But, you know, there's a lot of logistical things that go in there, things that we set up before. You know, you can go in there and sneak, you get a certain look, you may package things. It all comes into play. Uh, clearly, we didn't do a good enough job executing, though. Well, that was C- Coach Arthur Smith explaining the play calls. He uh, didn't go big, didn't go power. Uh, we also wanted to know from Matt Ryan. Our Steve Hummer was out here covering the game, writing a column, and uh, he's uh, he asked Matt Ryan, why throw it on the goal line? I, I suppose when the two, when you – pound it and it doesn't get in, uh, it makes you reconsider what you're doing. And so, you know, as a player, I, I never I never overthink those things. Our, our responsibility is 
whatever play comes in to, to make those plays come to life and, and, and to make them work. And uh, I think we can, you know, whether it's run or pass, uh, collectively be better. And um, there's no rule book on what you have to do in those situations. We, we, we just, whatever is called, we need to find a way to get it done. No doubt about it. We're going to go over here and get to some of the game notes. Uh, real short list here on the game notes today. A long list, longer list for our player notes. But, you know, they fell 31-13 at Levi Stadium. The Falcons offense finished with 213 net passing yards. Completed uh, multiple passes of 40-plus yards. They had 249 yards, one to Russell Gage, one to tight end Kyle Pitts. Uh, that was the first time they did that this season. They forced a turnover for the 10th consecutive game. It was a special teamer. The um, 49ers are 7-0 when Jimmy G doesn't throw an interception now. And uh, Falcons fullback Keith Smith served as the sixth team captain today. So Keith Smith from, um, from out here in California got to come home and serve as the team captain. But um, another big problem today was the pass protection. That's our second topic. Um, Matt Ryan was hit 10 times, sacked three times, held the ball a lot, you know, because so, I'm thinking, you know, uh, folks are on onto their routes because he's not going to throw it if uh, the coverage is there and he's not going to throw it if the, the, there's no separation. So he's holding on to the ball. He's getting sacked and, and tried to run a couple times. It looked really, really bad there. But um, the Falcons struggled to block the 49ers, including a killer sack fumble by Joey Bosa at the start of the second half. That kind of turned the tide in the game. Let's hear what Coach Smith had to say about Bosa's sack. I had to look. We, we wanted, and, and Bosa, you know, got moved off the spot. And on the second half from the rush, Bosa got in there and got the sack fumble. And that was a huge momentum at the start of the second half. Well, yeah, let's look at some of the player notes here coming out of this game. Um, you know, Matt Ryan was 19 to 32, 59.4% for 236 yards, one touchdown and 92.7 passer rating. He went over 59,000 yards passing in, in his career today. He only needed 129 coming into the game. Russell Gage finished with eight catches for 91 yards and one touchdown. His third of the season. Kyle Pitts had four catches for 77. Uh, that was his biggest game since um, the 163-yard game against the uh, Dolphins. He had a 49-yard catch. Alameda Zacchaeus had uh, two catches for 53 yards, including the other 49-yarder. Quadri Allison had a, uh, made his first career fumble on the kickoff, opening kickoff. Foyer Ulikan led the Falcons again with with tackles. We had ten tackles, seven solos. It's the ninth game with double digit tackles this season for Foyer Ulikan. Grady Jarrett has season, a season high six tackles, four solos, one quarterback hit. His fourth consecutive game with a quarterback hit. He did not. They did not have any sacks. Anthony Rush had his career high with three tackles. Cornerback A.J. Terrell had four tackles and two passes defense. He had a team-high 14 passes defense this season. Richie Grant had one solo kickoff and punt returner. Avery Williams had three kickoff returns for 79 yards. 
26.3 average, and a long of 33 yards. He also returned one punt for a career-high 23 yards. Kicker Youngway Koo connected on both of his field goal attempts of 48 and 22 yards and had one extra point attempt. And t- a punter, Thomas Morstad, punted twice for 99 yards, 49.5, uh, landed one inside the 20, and had a long of 53 yards. Now, one of the things the Falcons have been doing well was running the ball. They had rushed for more than 120 yards in their last three games, but that ga- that streak was put to a halt this week, rushing for only 62 yards. Here's what Arthur Smith had to say about not being able to run the football today. They did a nice job. They made a commitment. You know, we, we've been running the ball pretty well. Uh, they bowed their neck. I thought it was a difference in the game. They ran it. We didn't. Um, you know, we found other ways to move the football. We were able to get some chunk plays in the second half. And that's a credit to our guys that kept swinging. Obviously, the score, you know, they, they bowed up down in the red zone. So, they come away with only 13 points. All right, that's uh, they didn't run it very well against the 49ers. Some team stats here to look at. Um, the Falcons, first downs, they had 13 to 23. The, they were 5 of 13 on third downs. The 49ers were 6 of 11. Total net yards, 275 to 397. Offensive plays, the Falcons had 58 to 46. And there again, 1 of 7 on Plays they needed a yard. They ran the quarterback sneak. That was the one play they got the yard on. That's what people want to know. Why don't you just put Franks in and run a quarterback sneak on the one-yard line instead of getting all pretty? But, um, you know, I think we made our point on that. Uh, Rush 62 to 162. Pass yards 213 to 235. Yep. And penalties 4 for 29, 5 for 35. One turnovers each. Um. And then the punts, the Falcons averaged 49-5, and the 49ers averaged 49. Uh, Got outscored four touchdowns to one, but you got stopped three times in the red zone. So, hey, you got to fix that, and you're in the game. Field goes two for two for the Falcons, one for one for the 49ers. Time of possession, San Francisco won that 30 minutes and 27 seconds to 29 minutes and 33 seconds for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, there was some highlights. Russell Gage had a big catch in the game today. Uh, 20-yard uh, uh, score tied up the game at 10-10. to 10. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, it was just a kind of a simple go ball. Um, you know, the guy was impressed. Bump man, uh, you know, we, we talked about it kind of through the week. You know, these guys, they don't really get, get their heads around and play the ball well. Um, and Matt did a great job of giving me a chance, throwing it up there, giving me a 50-50 ball, um, you know, and I came down with it. That was Russell Gage. He had eight catches for 92 yards on 11 targets. We're going to do some look at the player notes here, come back, talk about the playoffs, and uh, then take some questions from our mailbag here. Now the um, some other player stats. We've hit on some of the big ones already. But uh, let's look down the list here at the um, the Russian. The Russian stats were Mike Davis, 6 for 21, Matt Ryan, 5 for 20, and Corderell Patterson held to 18 yards on 11 carries. So it's pretty sure. The 49s are pretty clear on what they were trying to do, take away Patterson, 
Uh, they did it on the goal line, and they did it throughout the game. 11 attempts for 18 yards. Gaze, 8 for 91. Pitts, 4 for 77. Zacchaeus, 2 for 53. Hayden Hurst, 2 for 6. Patterson, 2 for 5 catches. Quadri Allison, 1 for 4. And behind Fourier on the defense, you had Deion Jones with seven, Deron Harmon with six, Grady Jarrett with six tackles. We're talking tackles now. Mike Pinnell with five, A.J. Terrell four, Jalen Hawkins three, Ade Agunda J three, Dante Fowler one tackle, Richie Grant one, and uh, Quadri Allison with a special teams tackle and his forced fumble. We went over to kicking and the punting and the kickoff. Returns and punt returns. So that's your player notes from the 31-13 to loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Now let's get into the playoffs. Um, the website, uh, I always mess it up, it's 35-8 or something, but one of the websites, they, the Falcons playoff percentage of making the playoffs reduced to 2% with this loss. If they had won, they would have went up to 42%. They were 12% coming into the game. So it would have been a big jump. But now the problem is the 49ers, the Eagles, and Washington football are all ahead of the Falcons and have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So we pretty much are talking about a football miracle here. And uh, we have a story on, on AJC.com discussing, you know, the playoff scenarios for the Falcons. They know they got to win out. And here's what Coach Arthur Smith had to say about the dim playoff hopes. We're going to compete every game. So you just keep swinging. A lot of crazy things have happened in the NFL. So we'll try to win the next one. One one at home and, and just keep chipping away and see what, see what happens. Because there's a lot of things that what it looks like today, that's not how it's going to look like after week 18. The guys that have covered this, this league a long time, you guys know that. Usually the last week of the season, you just wanted to have a mathematical chance. Crazier things have happened. Well, there you go. The Falcons are holding out hope for a football miracle. Two percent chances. They want to hit on that and and still go to the playoffs. So that's it. We're going to see, uh, you know, if they can do that, they'll have to play Detroit next Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Now let's uh, take a couple questions from our mailbag today. Well, uh, D-Led, believe it or not, many of the uh, questions and comments you got today were kind of like this why not run it three times we've kind of established that but we didn't get this from J. Howard. i thought we got pits to fix the red zone woes so why not use pits in the red zone yeah that's uh brother jonathan howard uh, one of our regular readers yeah i think you need to fix the blocking first uh mr howard the uh you know if you can't move people off the line of scrimmage for one yard in the pro pro um football league you, you know, your 6'8 tight end is not going to help you much. 6'6 tight end. They threw it to him down there. Uh, he was covered up. You know, it was the same play that they scored on against the Jets. But, um, you know, the coverage was good on that little short out pattern, the quick out. You're trying to beat him off the bat. And uh, that didn't work. But, um, yeah, you got to fix the offensive line. I mean, he can't get up there and say, hey, um, you know, um, Falcon fans, our line's not any good. We can't move anybody off the line of scrimmage. Therefore, we have to throw finesse pass plays on the one-yard line. That's the answer, but he can't really do that and expect his team to go out and fight for him if he said something like that. All right, this is from Adam. Is Shanahan's playbook better than Smith's? 
Well, I think Shanahan's got better players than Smith. So I don't <laughs> I I think both of their play playbooks are pretty good. Arthur Smith's playbook went to the AFC championship game two years ago. Uh same year that Shanahan went to the Super Bowl. So I, I think both of those playbooks are very, very good. Uh but I think right now Shanahan has better players. And one more as uh, Steve Hummer walks up behind you. Uh, does Mike Davis not get enough carries? No, Mike Davis has shown himself to be a, a backup running back. Uh, you know, they they tried to make him the lead running back. It did not work. And, uh, uh, you, know, he's a, he's, you know, he's a good running back in the NFL. He's not a lead running back. All right, that'll wrap it up for our first edition of uh, D-Led's Mailbag. Well, all right, Jay, thanks. I really appreciate you helping out with the mailbag. We're going to wrap things up here with 307th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Just in case some of the fans don't know out there, our Steve Hummer, the great legendary Steve Hummer, is set to retire soon. This may have been his last Atlanta Falcons game. He's going to be on, on board for the playoffs uh, down in Miami when the Bulldogs take on the Wolverines. Um, not doing Detroit and barring a Falcons playoff run, we probably have done our last game with the great Steve Hummer and, uh, we'll, we'll keep you all abreast of where to, uh, catch him, uh, after January the 15th. Steve, you've been summoned. We have to go home now. <laughs> Steve is, has to go home. He has to go home and get his car back. He's we'll we'll get him back on to reflect on his thirty years, maybe on another uh, Bowtie Crisis podcast. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.